Thank you so much for joining us today for the Northgate Review Podcast, where we take a look at the sermons that were given in our Sunday services. Today, me and PLD have a lot of fun, so thank you for joining us, and let's go. Here we are. Wait, wait, wait. You recorded all that? Just the last part. No, no yeah. I always cut that right, out. Good. We got to get into something. Yeah. All Don't right. worry. The world's not going to know your secrets, PLD. <laughs> How about... Oh, golly. What about all this PJW stuff? Good no, night. You're going to get PLD now. No, it's, you're going to be embarrassed because now you're getting PJW. PJW. No, it's you know not it's gonna not cool. Work, you know it's not cool. No, it's stupid. PLD, None of it is. PLD is killer. Yeah. And everybody wants to call you PLD now. No, it's too out people, there. Too many people are in it, and it's just not good. It's not okay. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, <laughs> hey, friends! <laughs> thanks for joining us. <laughs> that's if you if you uh, if you recognize that voice, that's PLD in What's the house, up? dude. Enough with that. <laughs> Everybody loves it, man. It's oh a cute goodness. nickname. Did you just say it's cute? Yeah, I said it was cute no, in the sermon too. I have too. issues with the this whole cute thing, like. My wife has actually learned she can't be like when I put something on or I'm doing something, she can't be like, oh, my gosh, that's cute. I will throw it away. It's what? done. It's dead to me. That's all I have to do to it's you to, to get you to throw out? Legitimately, you could call her up right now and hey. say, what's one thing, what's one compliment I should never use for Larry? Okay, here's one. You look really cute in all black. No, well, now, these are just fighting words. <laughs> you just need to stop. Let's get some color in there. Oh, my gosh. No, you know you like it. Look at I'm throwing down, uh, you know, the black jean jacket. <laughs> I almost wore all black and white shoes on Sunday. And I thought, nah, I can't be that much like Jesse. Not mm. right now. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, friends. Thanks for joining us for you're the podcast. A, you're such a trend. Instead, you wore like a giant animal with antlers on your it's shirt. A, it's a buck. Someone commented and said, you're talking about a deer while you have a buck on your shirt. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. You're like, no, I'm just trying to show that I'm the young. You, you talk about how young you are. I am young. That might be your issue. I was clean shaved and had a fresh haircut. I how'd looked that, like I was 16. How'd that feel? You look Cold. Great. It was cold. <laughs> <laughs> I looked like I was a You pulled child. out the laptop. Well, I realized I'm not going to waste paper. I'm saving the environment. There you go. What? How many times did your laptop go to sleep on you? Never. I turned that off. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, friends. We're doing a weekend review. We've already started. We've we're already glad, started. We're, we're in glad this. You're, <laughs> we're glad you're here. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here. Kill if the spider. You, uh, yeah. We continued our series, Kill the Spider, this weekend. So, um, you know this. I'll tell everybody else. Yeah. Tell me. The The week before, um, well, actually, the first couple of weeks that I did, I joked that Carlos Whitaker is probably going to call me because, you know. The author of the book, Kill the Spider. Yeah, because he's going to be like, hey, bro, don't do that. Because I just tell everybody, hey, this is the best story of the book. And then I toss it off to the side. It's good stuff. It's personal. And we use that. Dude, he he emailed me. Again? No, we haven't done a podcast since you did. We talked about it in the last podcast. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. No way. He had just emailed you. Nuh-uh. Yeah. I don't believe you. Tell the story anyway. No, nope, I just did. You just ruined it. <laughs> it's all good. Anyways, good conversation. Yes. Yeah, Carlos is awesome. He's listening. That was the scary part. I don't remember talking about that at all. That's what my wife does to me, and I hate it so much, and I just did it to you. No, wait, but I don't like, think it actually told happened. You this story five times, Larry. No, because I didn't, I didn't get that until it was Tuesday afternoon, just before staffing, but we had already done the podcast. 
We did the podcast on Monday. No, we. Yeah, yeah, we did do it on Monday. I forgive you right now. Okay, it's good. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're in. Let's the rewind. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh, yeah, it hit me up. It, 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 it more freaked me out that he goes, "I listened to your message this past Sunday." Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. 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 What do you, What were his? What was his feedback? Stop saying, "Come on." <laughs> Come on. Uh, no, he was just super pumped that we're in it, and That's cool. I said, "Hey, this is good. It's." It's um, a transformative conversation indeed. Mm. And he talked to him about how keep keep talking about how we don't need to believe the lies that we've been telling ourselves. There you go. Kill the spider. And I said, amen, brother. Amen. I'll tell some people they should buy your book. <laughs> Found at your local bookstore and Amazon. <laughs> Not a sponsor. <laughs> it is good. There's a handful of people that have told me that they went out and grabbed the book and they really enjoyed it. They couldn't put it down. Oh. It's a, hey good, a good read. Well, anything. Well, anytime our people read, I'm happy about it. Hey, if it's helpful, yeah, I'm man. all in. Yeah, I love that. It's relatable, um, and it's simple truth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's good. The simple truth. That's what the uh, Bob Goff book was like with everybody always. Relatable and simple truth and stories. I think it, I think that's what we like. We like to yeah. dive a little deep, learn some new things, but then feel like I can relate to that, and then just mm-hmm. some simple truth that says. Maybe I shouldn't complicate things so much. Just just name it what it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's great. So that was one. Let's just hop in because you spoke this past weekend. I did. Uh, the Sunday service. The roles are reversed. I've never done a podcast after speaking. Yeah. It's and like you, um, yeah, you, 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 we talked about this. You, you maybe could have talked for an hour about this and you kept having to shave it down. And that was the most frustrating yeah. part for this because yeah. you, uh, you even talked a little bit and we'll jump into that today. But you talked a little bit about how transformative this has been for you, mm-hmm. unpacking and understanding some things about yourself, yeah. um, giving some identity mm-hmm. um, to things that you were confused about in the past or that maybe were um, didn't have clarity to it, mm-hmm. um, and being able to name it and yeah. understand kind of what the healthy next steps are. And you said that that really was impactful for even, I think you even said the last six years of your yeah. life giving some clarifying um, breakthrough, yeah, if you will, um, to just some of the seasons that you were in and how they kind of repeated themselves. And now mm-hmm. you're able to draw and call a name to it yeah, to really help you in the future. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I, so I had named it uh, incorrectly. So that was, that was the transformative piece for me. I remember um, I grew up in a great household that, uh, mental health wasn't a conversation that you had. Like it wasn't real. Like right. that's just, Oh, you're, you're being over, you're just overreacting or, yeah, or whatever. Control your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember when I lived in Iowa, that was about, that was probably like six years ago, maybe six or seven years ago I was living there and, and I took a, uh, I was in Bible college and I was sitting next to one of my friends that I met there, uh, one semester. And she started noticing this pattern where some weeks I would come in, crazy happy and life of the party extrovert like I can be right and then sometimes I'd walk in and I just don't want to talk to anybody leave me alone I'm just here to do my business and get out like I'm gonna read my book and then I'm gone and so I remember she was the first person I had experienced those patterns in my life for a few years before that not really ever thought about examining myself or looking deeper into my own life and so I remember she was the first person uh, that told me uh, you you probably have a little bit of depression 
And I just thought, well, this is the first time anybody ever wanted to call that. Yeah, they put a name to it. They finally put a name. So I thought, okay, I have depression and uh, just a mild form of that. And that was such a touchy topic. And I remember even the next few years, it got labeled as, um, well, you're just a moody musician. Being a creative type. Yeah, you're an artist. Yeah, an artist. Oh, you have to struggle. And and even studying this this topic, it was so tough because acedia, uh, when you read about it, is very, very similar in its symptoms, very close to depression. It's even been defined as like the line between acedia and depression is fluid. It goes in and out. And and when we almost... We almost talked about that this weekend, but it's just such a, it's a touchy, it's a, it's a touchy topic because there is, there is some difference and what we didn't want it to come across is like, oh, John had depression and finally, you know, he was healed from this depression when it, that's not the whole, one is a chemical imbalance. One is a temptation to live in waste. And, and I didn't want the lines to be crossed there. I didn't, I wasn't comfortable and I did not feel equipped to have a mental health conversation in that platform. Whereas I knew, okay, I want to break it down. My brother's actually, it's funny that he grew up in the same household. He's actually a licensed counselor therapist. So I called him the other day and I was, before we spoke, I was like, I think, I think I want to have a mental health conversation on Sunday. Yeah. And he was like, are you okay? (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, I started the conversation by texting him and saying, Hey, I want to pick your, your counselor brain on depression. Yeah. And he texts me. So I was like, when's your lunch break? Let's have a conversation. And he texts me. I'm, I'm going to call you right now. He's like, is everything okay? How you doing? I was like, oh, that was probably misleading. <laughs> I'm not going through depression. I want to ask you about it because I'm yeah. thinking about talking about it. So long story short, after the last few years of just going in and out and having these ups and downs like life gives you, um, I realized, I, I even told Pastor Ken when I interviewed here two years ago, like, oh, no, you have depression? You have clinical depression? I think I have a mild case of depression. Mm-hmm. I've gone to counselors. I've talked with them about it for months on end. And then I realized through studying this, John White does not have depression. John White gives in to the temptation of isolation and living in waste at certain times during the year. So let's, uh, let's, though, clarify really quickly. That's why I to clarify what John White does not have right. this. But yes. let's clarify this even more, that acedia... Is not acedia is, is not, not depression. clinical depression. No. It's not depression, and no. there there are people, um, and it's just real life yeah. um, that deal with that. Yeah, and um, we didn't want to get into any no, of this stuff. It's there's, touchy. there's well, but so we've made it touchy as far as it's not acceptable. It is acceptable. Yeah, well, that's one of my favorite and, things about Pastor it's, Ken it's is that real. he has opened up about that. Yes, and yeah. so I don't want to move away from the mental mm. illness conversation that. Hey, let's just pray it away. Or let's, if you love God with all your heart and your mind, which is one thing you talked about and you focus on just your mind, then it'll be freed and it'll go away. Yeah. We, we are broken people. We live in a broken world We we have broken systems in our body. Um, it's real and, and it's not something that you're, you know, God can. Yeah. Um, God is able, but it's something. Yeah. One of my favorite authors even wrote a book on, uh, anxiety, depression and, I love the man dearly. Just believe he got that topic a little off and uh, he, he labeled it as a sin. And that's something I don't, I want to be very careful that I'm not talking about a chemical imbalance in your brain as a sin. And so to have that, I know people misunderstood things that I talked about on Sunday and I don't even think I was saying that many controversial things. So to even talk about something that can be viewed as controversial today, I did not want to do it in that 
in that platform. I wanted to right. have an open dialogue right. about it where we can break it down. So I but it will can present, say this. It can present itself. They both begin. So this in my research on this, I, I did a lot of it for the depression side of things because I, I, I thought I had it. Like this was some, this is the insight I saw in my life. So I'm like, I'm going to chase this down even further. And they both begin the same way. Uh, mm-hmm. Depression and acedia, both when they when they set in to the individual, begin the same way, which is a neglect of the body's basic needs, where you don't want to take care of yourself. You right. don't have the energy. You don't care to do anything. So they both begin the same way, but the difference is acedia takes you further past that into, like I said on Sunday, it nourishes other vices. It takes you into other sins. Like it might then move past that and manifest itself as pride or manifest itself as envy or greed because it's going to lead you other places. Whereas depression, because it's a chemical imbalance, it begins that way and it leaves you there living in despair, not living in waste, living in despair, feeling hopeless that you can't right. come out of this. So, not, so when I was talking to my brother about this, because when I, when I thought I was going to have this mental health conversation on Sunday, I wanted to get some feedback, some insight from him. And, um, for the next step, as we talked about, what would be the next step then if I'm kind of talking about this mental health health thing? Uh, I was like, would it be gratitude, which we can talk about a little later? And he's like, well, you can't, <laughs> you don't address a next step for someone with depression because it is not a sin they're doing. It is a mental state. He's like, so for, for your next step for depression, it's not to get out of it. Your next step is to get them to understand they have depression. Right. And then it's to put healthy things in your life, mm-hmm. like exercise. Yes. Um, frequent community conversations so you you at least have support and your body can help fight some of those mm-hmm. things that are going along um, alongside of yeah. uh, what other other things that have been prescribed by a doctor yeah and one of my favorite things I read about this uh, when it's the two things is uh, it's a great book that I got a lot of my research from it's called Acedia and me by a it's a New York Times bestseller by a woman named Kathleen Norris phenomenal book she gave a story in the book about a friend of hers that has depression. And she said that with the newfound understanding of acedia because of Kathleen Norris's book and research, she said that pairing what she taught about practicing healthy things that battle acedia, pairing that with the counseling this woman was already doing for depression, the medication she was already on for a clinical depression. She said pairing the two of those together gave her even more healing and gave her even more insight into life because the truth of it is even if you have depression that doesn't make you immune to acedia that's still going to be a sin that affects all of us and it can make i would even argue that it makes your your depression even worse because this is a sin that's going to get you even further in something that you already have so it's just a dangerous dangerous thing so one thing i picked up on from the conversation and uh, many other conversations that we have had um, as you've researched this and put this together as something that's presentable for the weekend to give us some good next steps mm-hmm. is um, a lot of this comes down to just not having a plan for anything. Rather, you continually spiral. Yeah. And so there's a form of a CDR slothfulness and not creating some sort of plan for yourself, some sort of clarifying things, some next steps. So instead we can spiral in that and become overwhelmed and then literally accomplish nothing. Yeah. Which is where we can find ourselves. You could, you could spend a day where you felt so busy, but you felt like you were slugging through the mud because Mm -hmm. you, there was no clear path for anything. You couldn't make a decision. You didn't know how you felt about this, which leads to those ups and downs, which was 
I think a lot of what you were referring to um, from from years or months past of who am I? What yeah. am I supposed to do? Am I okay with going all in on this one thing? Mm-hmm. Or am I so afraid I'm going to miss out on something else that I'm supposed to have? That can be a form of acedia or slothfulness yeah. because you're not making a decision leaning into it and then taking appropriate steps. So yeah. nothing really is getting accomplished. Well, the, the struggle with acedia too, like with what you're, what you're talking about, someone who does not realize they're under this temptation, they're probably living in the sin that comes from acedia, which is clearly where I was for years, not understanding what is gripping my soul and keeping me from doing the best thing we talked about. You keep yourself busy and you don't do the best thing. So the biggest problem that I see now in my life was labels because what kept me from actually leaning in and finding my identity and what God did or what God said I was, was I let this acedia grip me, this, these doubts that we talked about coming in your head, you're not good enough, you're not worthy. And then wallowing in self-pity, all that stuff. And then people would start speaking into my life, giving me labels of, Oh, well you're this, you're this person. Right. And then over the years, all of those labels started to define me to where you are crippled because then I'm just busy with all of these labels. So yes. I'm acting out these different things that have been defined. As well, and I it's, am. it's a form of laziness, slothfulness, acedia to then not discover really what your purpose is yeah. and then to accomplish it, to mm-hmm. get rid of the, the waste or the, the excess of thoughts, things, all of the above. Yeah. So, you know, the, you, to understand that you were born on you're a, a specific person mm-hmm. you have a purpose yeah you can get lost in that in a really dramatic way when you're like i don't know what my purpose is because yeah. then what that actually turns into of nothing's new under the sun mm-hmm. it's an extreme case of boredom yep is often we'll say we're like just something needs to happen in my life because I'm so bored like if yeah. anything else could change it's just the same old rhythm every day. Yeah. Which I think is a, a a secret form of slothfulness or acedia because you're not living to the purpose in which you were made yeah. um, with intention and clarity, which is yeah. huge. How many how many people do we know that can attach themselves to that? Yeah. Well, the just, thing I'm is, in a, I'm in a rhythm of life, and now it's awful. Well, it's so so important to constantly be evaluating yourself in the sense of okay. Am I growing? Am I thriving? Am I right. pursuing God? And and one of the most important things that we I, I, we I didn't even mention this in the community piece, but for someone who might be really wrapped in acedia and struggling with this feeling like they're not living their purpose or they're not doing what God's called them to be or they are bored or they're too busy or whatever, it is so crucial to have good people that you trust speaking into you helping because you'll only be able to evaluate yourself so well there you have blind spots you have areas that you can't see into but you need that good counsel who's going to be able to step in and say uh this is where you you could grow there's a there's a business saying i wanted to say in the in the message but i I cut it out that your systems are perfectly designed to get you the results that you're getting yep absolutely not the results you want right the results you have and that you're getting right so not a uh a crazy plug but for me um, one of the things I did that was extremely helpful and clarifying for all those things to get me out of, I would say, um, some seasons of this, 
um, was I, I went and got a life plan. Mm-hmm. And that was extremely yeah. clarifying because it helped me understand who I was. Yeah. And then some clear directions and some vision steps and some things that keeps me in a healthy mental, physical, spiritual space with like having a good replenishment cycle, all of those things. That that helped my mind stop spiraling of what am I supposed to do? Who am I? And, mm. you know, a, a day just went by. Was it wasted? What did I mm. do with it? Was yeah. something accomplished in myself? Was something accomplished in someone else? Um, and I think that there's a lot of people out there that if they really sat back and checked, they said, well, what is my purpose? Yeah. Well, who am I? Am I accomplishing this? Am I just toiling? Um, and that's a form of acedia. Yeah. Along those lines, when I, I did my life plan a year ago and I, like I said, those labels were so dangerous for me because being yeah. an, an artist, a creative, a musician, the man, acedia sucks so much because you ask any, any musician who writes music, when you have those times, you lean into them. A lot of people don't want to normal people, not musicians, normal people, when they have a downtime there or a, a down emotion where they're like, Oh, why am I feeling so sad right now? Spirit. You want, yeah, a down spirit. You want to get out of that. Whereas a musician, I remember chasing that down and not wanting to let it go because I thought, Oh, there's going to be a song that comes out of this. Something's going to rise. That's where I wrote my best music out of that. And so I remember when I took a life plan for the last couple of years, it's you're a moody musician. You're an artist. That's just, what's going to come with the territory. When I took the life plan, one of my favorite parts of it was you get to pick four jobs. You you do the job you have. You do uh, a job you think you you do a, like two jobs you think you could do, and then the fourth one is like, what's a dream job that you think if you could do whatever you wanted to? Right. And I remember after walk, that's like on day two, isn't it? You already went through day one of figuring yourself out and what you're good at, what God's called you to, all that stuff. Wait, you you have a vision statement. You yeah. know who you are. You know how you stay healthy. So then you get to start figuring out what is actually yeah. right for you. Yeah. So you don't find yourself in a miserable state again where yeah. you have no purpose. You're just doing, you're toiling, yeah. you're chasing the wind, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. And that was when on that day that I realized that moody musician that I've labeled myself, that I think that's what I am, was not in fact true at all for most of the gifts and abilities that God has blessed me with and given me to where I'm over here chasing a label because of an emotion that I felt because of a temptation to live this way. Mm. And now I've built my life around a temptation that rooted itself into my core. And now I've lived that out through different sins and I've lived that out through different labels and I've built a life around something that I've, I'm not primarily, that's not, Yes, it is, and I'm always going to feel that temptation. Well, yeah, and you get a you get a huge rub because you'll have a handful of people calling that out of you, yeah, yeah, or speaking it into you because like, no, this is great, this is so you. But yet, at your core inside, where it's rubbing is because that's maybe not actually you, not entirely. You're no. just trying to yeah. meet the needs per se of other people's feelings, yeah. thoughts, dreams for you that that isn't maybe your per- and, and the rest of it's so great. Yeah. A hundred percent. So this one, miss it. this one was so close to me as I was, uh, as I was studying. I remember Jerry Shank and I have an office like right next to you, like our desks are right beside each other. And I remember as I'm reading this book and I'm studying this stuff online, I'm, <laughs> every couple paragraphs I'd be highlighting. I'm like, Jerry, you got to listen to this. Cause he's <laughs> known me over the last few years. Yeah. So I'm like, this is not me now. I'm not this person. And he's like, he's just laughing at me. He's like, you've seen so much breakthrough in the last few weeks. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. No, it was super cool. Super. So, cool. um, part of this is just calling things out and giving ourselves permission, as well as like some freedom to mm. call things yes and to call things no, mm-hmm. right? So, kind of what you mentioned is the CD can just be allowing our minds to spiral or being really uncommittal to things or committing to things that we shouldn't be committing to because it's not healthy for us. So calling it out and saying, letting your yes be a yes to the appropriate things Mm -hmm. and no be no to the things that aren't healthy, that aren't helpful, that are going to lead you down these paths and recognizing it. I mean, how often can we get in a place where both can be the extremes? That we're saying yes to everything and next thing you know, we're not able to, we're spiraling off in that and nothing's yeah. getting accomplished. You've heard the whole thing. If you've only got 100% to give, well, let's 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 just get to reality. You don't even have 100% to give to one thing because mm. you're giving yourself to family or relationships. Yep. You're giving yourself to your, your job. Your job. Yep. You're giving yourself to um, your own health care mm-hmm. um, when that comes to all kinds of other things. Um, so the the um, the percentage that you actually have to give some of us don't recognize that we yeah. can get into a form that's unhealthy and actually becomes um, something that is a sinful that that breaks things that hurts you right as a yeah. sin because that's what it does and also hurts God because it hurts you yeah um so being able to call those things what they are or being able to say yes to the things you should be saying yes to and no to the things you should be saying no to yeah. so an example um and you didn't really get to get into this as deeply and we started talking about it just before we got into the podcast is how many people cut out cause they feel overwhelmed, um, or they feel lost, uh, or they feel sad, uh, or they feel like trapped in this. They'll cut out things that are healthy for them, like community, like, yeah. like, you know, spiritual practices for formation, like a church service, like serving, Um, and that whole part of, are you loving God with everything? And, and then if you looked at the percentage that you're using in your life, what percentage is loving stuff, Mm. things that you've said yes to that you're trapped into? Yeah. The more you love serving someone else that isn't, that isn't necessarily honoring you or honoring God. Hmm. I mean, that's, that's a crazy tough evaluation right there. Where are you serving that isn't honoring to mm-hmm. you, your time, yeah. your family, or honoring God. Yeah, there's a there's a cultural piece to this that I want to break down in a little while, but um, a little while, like in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, well, but just like after we chase this thought down, because it's so important. As as we talked about, it's like you're you're giving yourself over to so much stuff. I kind of addressed that at the very beginning of the message, saying I made the joke about I can't talk about laziness in the Bay Area because all of you tell me every Sunday when I say hello to you that you're busy. And we all right. say that we're so busy, right. but the problem is we're not busy with the right things. It's distractions. And I, and I loved this part when I was reading about Asidia, there was a quote that said that even in our busy and productive life, it's even, it can still be a productive life. We, we are making money for our families. We're going on vacations every year. We are labeling There's this accomplishments for sure. Yeah. That even in a busy and productive life, Asidia can have a grip on us that is tempting us to barely live by refusing the gift of each day, that giving ourselves over to other things, we miss out on the best thing. And that's that's the problem I believe with that is facing a lot of people in our church right now, that we're we're giving ourselves over to so many things. Not even just our church, just well, the, the world. world. Yeah, yeah. But, and yeah, we're giving ourselves over to so many things. We have a worldwide audience, by the way. Hey, oh. hit us up. Let us know oh, where yeah. you're from. Let's shout out what country you're from in the yeah, comments. Yeah, buddy. Come on. <laughs> 
we're, <laughs> we're giving ourselves over to so many things. I mean, you think about it. What, we've we've lived in this lie that to turn off our brain and replenish ourselves to just like I need to unwind. I kind of said that a little bit with Netflix or our phones. That that is what's replenishing us, not right. community, not the presence of God, not not finding ourselves. Like even we've even taken something biblical like meditation and changed it from meditation on scripture to just clearing your mind. But a biblical meditation is filling your mind with something with God. Let's have a conversation about that later. That, that might be something that we want to lean in. No, I'm serious. Oh yeah. I'm with you as a, as a faith community. I've been doing a lot of thinking yeah. about that, about how much the Bible talks about meditation mm-hmm. and, and we've lost that yeah. art or what it looks like. Yeah. Or we even assume meditation is prayer. Mm. Yeah. Rabbit trail. We are not. <laughs> yeah. Let's just let's just put a stopper right there, and yeah, we'll get yeah. back to it. Bottom line is we're 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 filling ourselves and and being busy with things, so we don't believe that we're giving into this temptation of sloth. But what we're filling ourselves is not the best thing for us, and that's why we are commitment phobia. That's why we you know we don't come to community group, we don't come to rooted, like I said, because we just need a break from things, uh, which is that's just a, a sad way to live. Well, and what do we break from? Right, we, we break from God. We well, <laughs> yeah, we break from the things that are actually going to be potentially the yeah. most healthy, beneficial things for us in community, because we've said yes to so many things and we can't own or honor the value of yeah. a no. How many people have walked away from a good, engaging time with people? I'm not even talking about at church. Maybe just a dinner with people where you sit around a table and the conversation is so riveting. You're not even pulling out your phones, but it's just, it's great. How many times do you walk away from that thinking, ugh, waste of time? On the contrary, how often do we walk away from binging Netflix for an entire day and fin- or even just finishing a show that we watched and we walk away from that thinking, Man, I am ready to go. Let I'm my life is finite. Like I'm ready yeah. to go into the world. Yeah. I am no, pumped. We feel dead. We feel empty. Like what's next? I just like that's okay. Close that month chapter of my life. You know what I mean? We don't feel <laughs> totally. replenished, but you walk totally. away from people and yeah. and hanging out with with the people God puts in your life. It could even just be your friends, and you're like, man, that was that was it. That well, was, and yeah. there are, and that. Um, Again, not trying to pub the life plan things, but that's when you yeah, discover your yeah. own personal replenishment cycle, if that's not in in like a regular rhythm, you can see quickly how you're just blah. Yeah. And so that's the first thing you cut out when you when you feel exhausted. It's people. Right. You think, oh, I just need a night at home alone or just me and my wife. Let's just stay in tonight. We don't want to go out. And I mean, that times when me and my wife are the healthiest are when we've filled our week, not completely, but when we do hang out with our friends one night a week, two nights a week, instead of just sit at home, because what are we going to do if we sit at home every night? It's the modern Sabbath that we're missing out on. Don't even start up Come with on. me. It's the truth. This it is where is. you're going. Okay. This is where I want to go. I wanted to go last week. I, we're not going there yet. We're not going there yet. There, hey, just let's put a pin in this. Maybe, no, cause you're maybe talking, a remember, Sabbath sermon series. No, no, no. You're talking about, you're going to be talking about gluttony in a couple of weeks. I've I already think, got, you've already hinted at I, this message, what I'm going to be talking about. I think, uh, I think you can sit in a little Sabbath there, buddy. I, there's a fasting or Sabbath conversation. I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving through. you permission to talk about what you, what you really <gasps> want to talk about. So much freedom. And I'm so excited. <laughs> no. Oh man. Until that week we're having our sermon conversation. Yep. Like, ah, you need to cut that out. What are you talking about? Wrong Sabbath? We're Get not landing on the plane there, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I a hundred percent agree. It, there's a great pastor going through a sermon series right now on Sabbath with their church. And one of the interesting things is 
that is the only commandment that is an action because it was one of the Ten Commandments. It was it wasn't like a not an action. Sorry, maybe it's not an action. He's saying it's the only one that's like actually physically good for you. Like all the rest of them are like stay away from this sin, have a relationship with God. This is like a physical health conversation. Go and rest. Like take the day to relax and and just it's also an engage in the presence of God, but well, yeah, it's and an interesting command. What resting is, is confusing. It yeah, it's a its long conversation. Yeah. Well, again, let's you, stop there. No, and if we have I go into that on a Sunday, we're not even talking about gluttony. Cause I'm going to need another two hours to go stop, through what a Sabbath man. is. You're so good. <laughs> You're so good to me. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Well, we hinted at this, or I hinted at this, this cultural piece of, um, of acedia and how it's, it's so unfortunate the way that Acedia has set into our culture. And, and I talked about it a little bit with like our phone. We're in, a, we're in an iPhone culture and iPhone and social media and, and Netflix, there's nothing bad in and of themselves. They're great. Like I watch great stuff on Netflix. Sure. It's fantastic. But the cultural piece of, of caring that we talked about in community, that how culture determines what we care about today. Totally. And, so here, just this piece from my own personal um, thing is I dumped Facebook. Yeah. Again? Um, did, or did you get rid of it again? Well, no. I'm, okay. So here's, You're back on here's all out. Yeah. I'm, I'm only out and I'm only posting mm-hmm. and I will post no more than five times a week. This is my own parameters I've put in. I'm not commenting on stuff just because I feel like people are out there. If I can give some sort of healthy thought. Yeah message of love in the midst of everything else that's going on and all the food things you're learning how to make. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I had this conversation <laughs> this morning but, about Facebook. So why did I stop? So I, I, I got off of it for like 18 months. And the reason wasn't because I didn't want to be connected with, you know, reality and friends or people or community. Yeah. It was a form of acedia where it began ruling a part of my life. Yeah. And I was tired of, of, Meeting people forehead to forehead rather than eye to eye, mm-hmm. including my own family. And it's yeah. not something that everybody else struggles with. So hear me that. I just realized for myself, I could not control like I wanted to where someone would be like, ask me a question or my kids want to get my attention. And they're like, hey, dad. Hey, dad. And then I look up from looking at on the phone on Facebook or social media, which is doing nothing for me, by the way. It's, you know, silly videos or just nonsensical complaining, whatever it would be. And then almost looking at them like, what do you need? You've interrupted me. Yeah. And what a crazy form of a CD and slothfulness in my life. That was nothing productive and it wasn't healthy. It kept me from being in true community with people, my family, and didn't do honestly a whole lot for my mental health. So for me, I had to protect myself and Mm -hmm. realize that. Um, that was slothfulness and that's something that I need to address, which meant deleting it and cutting it out. Now it's only been since, you know, quite honestly, I moved into this lead pastor, um, back in June. Yeah. That I said, okay, I, I, I don't need to miss that completely. There is a way that people, if they feel like they need to get a hold of me, I don't want to miss out on pastoral yeah, moments. You can't throw the baby out of the bathwater. Facebook is still right. a good way to but connect with people. It's not on my phone. Yeah, it's it's on only my computer um, and I've given other people access to to help manage something if there's yeah. like an emergency because people can't feel like get a hold of yeah. me. But that is a real life. You know, you mentioned yeah. Netflix, too. For myself, that was on a regular basis yeah. that could be seen as good 
there's so many people that see it as good, which it it's good for some people, yes. for sure. Yes. This isn't an everybody conversation, but for we're, me. We're bad for the Facebook conversation because well, no. we both deleted it. <laughs> right. And I had deleted mine, and then we had a conversation. You just got there, too, on your own because yeah. of your own stuff. But how often <laughs> are we able to self-reflect mm-hmm. and evaluate the things that we're participating in or doing and saying no? Yep. And understanding the value of a no for the right reasons yeah. for, for community with yep. God. I mean, like, I, you know, I can get real extreme on you and be like, look at how many hours you spend a month on social media, watching Pinterest, whatever, any of the things. And well, then now how your many, iPhone tells you yes, your screen time. This once is a week. exactly where I'm going. Oh. <laughs> and what percentage then is like got the Bible app open Yeah. or reading a book yeah. that's, um, that's, that's a, a that's spiritually formative mm. And helping you grow in those practices, um, you're already not liking it. I mean, it's a slap in the face. Yeah. It was to me. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, it was to me completely. Um, and it wasn't that it just jumped to the other extreme because that can also be unhealthy. Um, but definitely recognizing um, who who my Lord is mm-hmm. um, was a form of slothfulness. So one thing, one thing that I've seen, um, and yes, I'm a millennial. Sorry, guilty as charged. Uh, I think technically I am too. I don't know. I don't want to talk about you being one because if we're in the same category, then. <laughs> but one of the things I'm seeing is a trend in in culture for younger people. I mentioned it on Sunday in the conversation through the Shema. About, You're not talking about like middle school, high school students. You're talking about. I think it's worse for them, but I don't. Ha- right, I don't have get, a relationship where are you, where are you with going? them. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a relationship with younger people to have that conversation, but. Uh, we talked about in the Shema, the heart, how it's a call to love the Lord God with all your emotions and your feelings. And and I've seen this trend in millennials, at least, where our emotions weigh so much on the decisions that we make. We are so in tune with our emotions, do what feels good. It's just where we are at. And there's so many people that I talk to right now that um, are just, I'm in a funk. Like, oh, I'm just feeling down right now. And, and it, I mean, that's that's where I was for years, and I'm probably going to be there soon as well. So one of the next steps that I thought about well, real quick, I don't want to, I don't want to finish the circle before the circle's finished, but I mean, this is just another way to talk about what we've already talked about. Yeah. You, you, a lot of times you're in a funk because you don't have a next step. You don't have a plan. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. You're bored. Yeah. Um, and you've found yourself in an unhealthy rhythm. Yeah. There are healthy rhythms, mm-hmm. which we could talk about and there's unhealthy. And this is one of those unhealthy yeah. rhythms. Yeah. When I was thinking of a next step for us as a church to walk into this week, I yeah. landed on community. Larry and I were talking about it, but I, the other one that I was thinking was because I was coming out of this thought process of young people who are struggling with these feelings and mostly because of an unhealthy replenishment cycle and a misunderstanding of what community really does, that it can be good. So we have isolated ourselves so much. And so one of the next steps I was thinking that could be good for us is that attitude of gratitude that we've kind of hinted at a few times. We have. We've talked yeah. about it on the podcast before, but yeah, yeah it's a great a thankfulness mindset that whether it's going and, and just reflecting on the goodness of God or stopping and thanking God for what you have, um, that how much better we would be in combating acedia if we would kind of walk that out. A, a form again of meditation in all honesty, which, which again is a rabbit trail we've decided not to go down. Yeah. There was a, there was a great quote that I wanted to get to, um, but it was along the lines of imagine. It was kind of like a, a dreaming quote. It was like, imagine if the people 
that God put in your life were there for a reason, for rest, for play, for enjoyment, and that they were there for you to thank God for every day. It's beautiful. Yeah, and it was so often. Great perspective. Yeah, like let's stop and think about it. Like a lot of us might think I don't have much to be grateful for. I hate my job. I'm not, I'm single, I'm 30, but it's like, well, you you have people, you have community. God loves you so much. Yeah, and, and God, and look at where you are. And just being able to stop and thank God for whatever yet. So that was that could be a next step for us, for you listeners this week that already engage in community. Or maybe you community seemed too big to engage in. You didn't know how to get started. I think there's a couple of clear steps. There's that. There's the gratitude stuff. There's a community yeah. thing. Or maybe you just need a plan. You need to sit <laughs> maybe down. Maybe you need a life plan, not well, a sponsor. Well, it, <laughs> yeah, could be. I mean, we can. I'll leave the conversation about that, but... But you, you can still come up with a plan yeah. and and then being allowed to own it, mm-hmm. but make sure that it's a healthy plan again, because there's so many people who make unhealthy decisions of, okay, you, I got to have a plan now. It's, it comes to finances. It comes to friends. It comes to service. All these things of, okay, I'm coming up with a plan. I feel so overwhelmed and I'm spiraling out in acedia when it comes to my finances and my debt that I'm going to stop giving to anything else, compassion projects, the church, um, community people because I need to get out of debt. Well, you got yourself in that. Yeah. And, and so that's an, that's an unhealthy potentially no that you're making. Yeah. Um, and so it's making sure that your yeses to appropriate things that are going to build into you and out of you, um, versus the things that, um, just aren't going to, if you're, if you're in this acedia temptation and you're at the point where you're realizing you need to make a plan, incredible. But here's, what is crucial is making a plan with somebody. Yes. The community piece is so crucial. I have two really good friends of mine and this is my favorite thing they've done this year. As they started the year, two married, um, two married couples decided to make a budget for their family, but they made it so transparent with the other couple. They built a budget for themselves together. They opened up the conversation of money and this is what I'm spending here and here and here. And so now they're both able to hold each other accountable because they're making a plan, but they're making it with other people so they can strengthen each other. Right. It's amazing to do that. That's what we're called to do. Yeah. It's not just accountability. It's a partnership. Yes. It's to carry each other, not to check one another. And I'm going to now give you the guilt because ultimately no one can hold you accountable. You make that decision if you're held accountable. But yeah. to give you someone who's championing you, encouraging you, helping you say yes to the right things yeah. and no to the wrong things. But even things. better, doing it with you. That's so, what I'm like saying. You're, you're, you're doing I'm that doing together. I'm doing my own step. You're doing yours. And yeah. Full circle back to the community, buddy. Uh, as well as you were talking about um, making a plan, I thought about, <laughs> what is, is that a John Lennon quote? Life's what happens when you're busy making plans. And I thought, man, what a terrible thing that I've believed for years. That, that is just something that has defined me for so many years that like, oh man, if I keep just planning my life, then I'm going to miss out on the beauty of what's happening. But like having a life of discipline and making plans allows you to say yes to better things, yeah. to do more for what, for the kingdom of God. Like, yeah, I, I just thought about, man, what have I been believing? It's a great podcast <laughs> this week, bud. Thanks, man. Well done. I love the way you unpacked this topic this next week 
We're going to jump into Envy. PLD's back in the house. You don't envy me, do you? <laughs> I do not envy you. <laughs> <laughs> well, not in that topic, at least. I'm pumped about it. It's going to be gonna great. It's going to be fun, man. You're going to crush it. Well, we're, we're, I, I like, I'm really enjoying that we're taking some different perspective on some of these things to, mm-hmm. to really dig in and grasp some newness. And yeah. some next steps. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, mean, I, I really, really feel like, like this year's for us really becoming about like what's the next step that we yeah. need to take and seeing how God, when we do that, will transform us yeah. in some really beautiful ways and, and, and spiritual ways that only He can do. Yeah. And the benefits that, good night, we get to reap from it and all of the people around us get to reap from yeah. it. Um, incredible. I really like it. I think the reason I'm loving this series so much is because it's the same reason I liked the third part of our believe series. It's breaking down words that have, that we all know, but actually getting to the root of them. Let's see how these words can be impactful in our lives. Like how many of us have heard these seven deadly sins words and even been accused of them. Right. But now let's look at it and get serious about it. So, or accused another. Oof. Well, you already talked about that in pride. So this one's not for the person next to you. It's, real it's life, for man. you right now. Oh man, it's for me too, man. I'm, I'm I got yeah. a I got the biggest bowl that I'm shoveling into my mouth up there. Same thing with you. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, that was that was real life. So yeah, thank you. Well done. Loved hearing from you. Yeah, man. Um, hey, Super we fun. we love to hear from all of you. Um, Shoot us some comments. Get, yeah. yeah, we love it. You can reach out to us through um, the social media stuff. Um, you can hit us up through the Instagram, the Facebooks, emails, emails, yeah, whatever. I Let don't think know. we do the snappy thing. I don't, no, we don't do that. That uh, Snapple chat. Them kids. <laughs> Those Snapple kids chat. Opening up their beverages, <laughs> talking about it online, whatever that is. Oh man, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we love to hear. We love to hear back from you, and we and we just love hearing. If you guys have a story from some of this stuff, that'd be mm. killer too. Yeah, maybe we'll read it on air. Whoa. Yeah, there's transformation videos that we do each and every week. Make sure you hit those up too, because. That's this stuff getting unpacked. Um, oh, eventually, we'll, 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 we may start being able to tack to some of the things that's real life of people who have dealt with the different topics that we're talking Can we just, about. As we end in Northgate Review, as we end today talking about a reviewing of Sunday, how powerful that transformation story was with Bruce Honer. Bro. Oh, my goodness. It, I had so many people going up to him and so many people coming up to me opening up about losing a loved one, feeling comfortable being able to talk to somebody about it because it's been addressed in church yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. I had a woman come up to me on Sunday who hadn't been to church in like 15 years because she lost her husband. Yeah. This was the first Sunday back. And yeah. I was like, how awesome that this is the story shown right now. Well, I was at the San Francisco campus and I got to share a little bit more about the story. And yeah. it was just, I was like, can we, like, where can we all grow in this? To see everything that we've been given as a gift, if we could get there and then, man, about the abiding in of giving God what he wants me to give him and he gives it back of like, how do we lean into giving him the things that he values? And Bruce was talking about what God valued in his life that he was able to give Mm. and then was able still to see the things that he doesn't have today, that he just got to be a part of it. What an insightful... (laughs) Uh, understanding of that passage too that he'll give you anything you ask he gives you what's important to him and i thought my goodness well and just because you don't have it anymore you've still reaped the joy and the beauty yes yeah i yeah we could we could have another whole well we were trying to end but um sorry i had to bring it up what a beautiful thing anyway we're so thankful for you guys uh we will we're excited to see you on sunday carry on the conversation man sunday's gonna be great 
um, yeah, be in community, friends. Mm. We'll see you on Sunday, and then we'll help you get into a circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right on. Peace. Come on.